Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 2nd of April. My name is Zara Seidler and helping me make sense of today's news is Sam Kozlowski. Making news today. Lockdown in Brisbane lifts. A new US infrastructure plan. Some good news about climbers. And a breakdown of the impending by-election. Here's today's Daily Digest. Some good news for Queenslanders, the Greater Brisbane lockdown has been lifted five hours early after only one locally acquired case was reported yesterday. That said, some restrictions will remain in place for the next two weeks. Residents will be required to carry a mask when they leave home, gatherings at home will be capped at 30, and food and beverage venues must be seated with no dancing. President Joe Biden has announced plans for a $2 trillion infrastructure package to create millions of new jobs and win the global competition with China. The proposed plan will be paid for by raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%. It includes an emphasis on green technology, modernising US roads, bridges and airports, high-speed broadband and electricity grids. The plan will have to pass both the House of Reps and the Senate to come into effect. Pharmaceutical company Johnson & Johnson has announced a really significant loss of nearly 50 million COVID-19 vaccine doses after human error caused an ingredient issue. The problem was reported at a Baltimore site that produces both AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson doses, where workers accidentally combined the ingredients of the two vaccines. It's unclear how many doses exactly have been affected, but Johnson & Johnson has maintained it's still on track to deliver the 20 million doses promised to the US government. And here's your Friday good news. Nepalese climbers have managed to clean up 2.2 tonnes of rubbish while tourists were away during the pandemic. This latest initiative involved a team of 12 climbers for 47 days. The climbers cleaned up eight mountains, including Mount Everest, and the base camps of four mountains. The next phase of the program will begin at the end of the 2021 climbing season. So we know today is Good Friday, and everyone's got a little bit more time on their hands today. So what we thought we'd do is keep talking to you about (laughs) Australian politics. Another day, another story about Australian politics. We're really enjoying putting together the little pieces of the puzzle that helps us understand the news. And there's one term we're going to address because it comes up in the news every so often. By-elections. I can hear the round of applause from through the microphones, team. Anyway, today we're going to talk about by-elections because there is going to be one coming up in New South Wales. And that is because Michael Johnson, a Nationals MP, has resigned. He's the person who it is alleged sexually assaulted a sex worker and also allegedly paid $1,000 to bring the same sex worker into New South Wales Parliament. So earlier this week, we found out that he had resigned. And when that happens, when a Member of Parliament resigns, we need to find someone else to replace them because we can't just go until the next election, which is on the 25th of March, 2023, without a Member of Parliament there. So what do we do? We go to the polls and we have a by-election. You would have heard the term by-election quite often surrounding Wentworth and federal politics when Malcolm Turnbull resigned and Karen Phelps won in a by-election. More recently, Christy McBain won in a by-election in Eden Monaro after Labor member Mike Kelly resigned. And what a by-election can be is a bit of a temperature check for the government of the day or whoever holds the seat about how they are performing because these elections are held in between the state or federal elections. All right, so Michael Johnson retires. Mm -hmm. What are the next steps from there? 
So we don't actually know when this will happen, but at some point in the immediate future, we will be told a date for the by-election. At that point, major and minor parties will be able to put forward candidates for this seat. So the seat that Michael Johnson holds currently is the seat of Upper Hunter, and that's an interesting one because he holds it on a really fine margin. Talk me through fine margins. So a fine margin is, in simple terms, just that he didn't get that many more votes than his opponent. And that means that if there was an election again, it's possible that the Nationals would lose that seat. So he only holds it with a 2.6% margin. And there are some changes going on with redistribution in New South Wales. So that margin could be cut to 0.5%, which is really, really fine. So that's when they talk about swing seats and safe seats, right? Yeah, so a safe seat is when a margin is really high. So there are safe Liberal seats, there are safe Labor seats, there are safe Green seats. And in this case, this is absolutely not a safe seat for the Nationals. Even Gladys Berejiklian, the Premier of New South Wales, isn't really that confident that the Coalition will hold the seat. She actually said yesterday, and I quote, I have no doubt we won't retain this seat. That puts, that, that puts a bit of a downer on things. Yeah, I mean, she might be doing that thing where you lowball so that people aren't disappointed. But either way, this seat is really important for her. As we spoke about earlier in the week, if the coalition doesn't win back this seat, so if a Nationals or Liberal member doesn't win this seat, that means that the Berejiklian government is now a minority government. And you guys know what that means now. Just a clarifying question. So Craig mm-hmm. Kelly in federal parliament, he mm-hmm. moved from the Liberal Party to the crossbench. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we need a by-election then? He actually didn't resign as a member of parliament. He just withdrew himself from the Liberal Party party room. So he is still a member of parliament. He still represents the electorate of Hughes. And if he were to resign from parliament and from his position as the member for Hughes, that is when we would have a by-election. So for listeners not in New South Wales, how much attention should they be paying on the New South Wales by-election? Does it actually connect to how people are feeling about the federal government, for example? Um, Big question there. So firstly, it's not the whole of New South Wales that will go to the polls for this by-election. It's only the people in the electorate that Michael Johnson represented. So it's only one electorate that will be voting, not the whole state. To your other point, there is no correlation between how a state government and federal government are viewed. Of course, they're both the coalition in this case, in New South Wales and federally, but they run very separate governments. I mean, at the moment, Gladys Berejiklian's government has actually been quite harsh against the federal government on their vaccine rollout. So a result in New South Wales means very little for the federal government. But that's not to underplay how significant it is for Gladys Berejiklian. If she loses this seat, as I said earlier, it's going to make her job a whole lot harder because she's going to have to rely on the crossbench to pass contentious legislation in the House. Thanks for sticking with us through a by-election explainer. We've had a couple of really interesting political explainers this week um, and we hope you really enjoyed it. That's all we've got time for today, but we will be back next week. You can follow us on Instagram for updates over the Easter weekend and we hope you have a fantastic, healthy, happy weekend with family and friends. 